and welcome back to another DC Comics 101. In this, I say issue, in this episode, we'll be talking about why the Judas contract matters. Now, this is the, I think they're breaking it down from the movie, but from the original comic book that it came from, and I believe this, I want to say late 70s, early, I mean late 80s, early 90s. But essentially, this will be like what really made the Titans the Titans, Deathstroke, Deathstroke, Nightwing, Nightwing, or so they say. Uh, once again, reading this off DC Comics website, it was done by Meg Downey on on April 18th, on a Tuesday at uh, 2017. All right, so let's get to it. <clears throat> You've likely heard a lot about Judas contract lately. But if you're not a Teen Titans fan, you may be unfamiliar with it. If that's you, read on as we discuss why this iconic comic matters and how it helped establish the Titans, Nightwing, and Deathstroke as the characters you know and love. Every superhero or super team in the DCU has a story or two that define who or what they are at their core. Their very own Dark Knight Returns, if you will. In the Teen Titans, that story is the Judas Contract. Arguably one of the most famous Teen Titans stories ever told. The Judas Contract was published in a time of general upheaval in the DC Universe. It beat out the reality-shattering crisis on Infinite Earths by about a year. But the overall mood of change in the, on the horizon is pretty difficult to miss. If you think of crisis like a storm, the Judas Contract would be the weight in the air just before it. But of course, there's more to the story than just metaphors. And with its own very own animated film in stores, like I said, it's 2017, so it's been out for at least four or five years now, today, as well as the appointedly named Deathstroke and T-Titans crossover event, The Lazarus Contract, which is out in comics, already out, coming in hot to the comics world next month, now is the perfect time to take a look at not only how, but why the Judas Contract helped shape the future of the Teen Titans for good. A brief word of warning. If you come to the Judas Contract for the first time ever, this article does not contain spoilers. Do yourself a favor and avoid searching for them before you watch or read. For all its, for all its, its historical importance. The Judas Contract also features plenty of surprise reveals. It's crazy the outfits that they had for the Teen Titans back in the day. Like Starfire was basically naked. It was, it was basically like string. You know... Uh, Nightwing with his pop-up blue collar, light light blue and like blue, well, I don't know what you want to call it, 70s, 80s collar. Uh, Raven, just, you know, actually, Raven didn't change that much in all reality. She kind of had like skimpy out, like black suit under the cloak, but besides that, she didn't change that much. Beast Boy, for the most part, had a one-suit, one-piece suit. Cyborg has gone through probably the, I would say the most change out of anybody. I mean, Starfire now has more of a full suit on nowadays compared to back then. But Cyborg almost looks like he's naked. Literally, it just looks like tape just got wrapped around him, and basically that's it. And they put like shiny silver gleaming over it to make it look like he's a robot. And you got Wonder Girl. Up in here. I think that's Aqualad. I can't tell. Actually at this moment. 
but this was done this whole Judas Conner was done by Marv Wolfman George Perez and Dick Giordano which I think George Perez and Mark Wolfman are two that started the whole um, Crisis on Infinite Earth situation Power for the Keg Written by Mark Wolfman and George Perez, drawn by Perez, and originally published in 1984, the Jewish concert was admittedly pretty modest, by today's standard at least. Four-part story that stretched across Tales of the Teen Titans number 42 to 44, and Tales of the Teen Titans annual number 3. However, despite its rather late position in the ongoing comics run, it pulled from several years with a build-up involving not just the Titans themselves, but Slade Wilson and the supervillainous organization known as Hive. Now, if you're not... Now, if you're at all familiar with Slade and his history, you'll know that he's had bad blood with the Teen Titans for some time. In fact, that's where he got his start. Slade's first appearance was in New Teen Titans number 2 back in 1980, where he was pitted against the team to get revenge and complete a mercenary contract for his dead son Grant. Since that point the idea of Slade being under contract get it? Contract like in the title of the story with Hive had been an on and off on again element of his plot. Boiling slowly but steadily in the background the Judas contract featured that pay off. The ultimate and inevitable climax of Slade's working with Hive against the Titans and the next step in Slade's feud with everything they represented as a team. And then they're showing a comic panel with Slade busting through the window and Grayson sitting at a desk. And Slade says, hello there, Grayson. Good to be home. Good, good of you to be home. Something makes my job a heck of a lot easier. Grayson's thinking, Terminator? He can't know who I am. Yet, it's obvious he does. Come on, kid. Don't play dumb. We both know who you are. Or should I say, Was. Is that was as in has been? And that was that was a panel. It's very like colorful. You see how very colorful it is, like kind of back in the day. It's not as dark as some com- most of the comics that are in DC's lineups. The arc also comes came in at a critical moment for Dick Grayson, who had just abandoned his identity as Robin, as and was officially on a bit of a super heroic hiatus as he did some soul searching. Wally West was also officially retired at the time. That wouldn't last, but it wouldn't be nearly a year before Barry Allen's tragic demise would force Wally to pick up a new title of his own. Essentially, if the Judas contract hadn't occurred when it did, it's quite possible that the Nightwing we know and love today would much look would look much, much different. Even with the intervention of Christ on Infinite Earths and the subsequent redesigns of Dick's Nightwing identity, the role of the Wilson family and their manipulations played in that transition were, undeni- were undeniably important. To up the stakes just a bit further, slating his long-term grudges weren't the only time bomb taken to zero. Tara Markov, a.k.a. Tara, was introduced two years prior in the new Teen Titans number 26. And though she wasn't a full-fledged member of the team in the official sense, unofficially, she'd become as good as family. Or maybe more than that. Depending on who you ask, because Beast Boy loved her. Beast Boy, in particular, had really taken a shine to her. 
Her powers allowed her to telepathically manipulate the earth using geokinesis. So she was she was a heavy hitter in a fight on par with the likes of someone like Starfire as far as overall utility was concerned. For all intents and purposes, Terra was a superstar in the making. But like so many in the world of superheroes, she was also had her secrets. And in the Judas contract, those secrets became fuel for a fire in a room full of dynamite. No, they give me another panel. I see a couple panels. It says, Why do you act like a jerk all the time? What are you trying to prove? Tara says to Garfield. You don't care, Tara. Sure, I do. What's up? Look at the look at the rest of the Titans. They be success says, even without their powers. Mine is just a fluke of bad luck. The side effects of a medicine designed to save my life. So you got yourself an inferiority complex, huh? Only time, any time, anyone's better than you when you let them be. In this world, pal, you, you want something, you go for it. <sighs> Sorry, my nose. New faces. The reveal of Dick's new Nightwing identity, complete with the disco fabulous original light blue deep v-neck high collar costume, was just one of the introductions made in the Judas contract. Slade Wilson's family also got the honor of appearing on the page for the first time. It had been known from the start that Slade had a son, Grant, who had been killed, but the specifics of his family were vague at best. In fact, most if not all of Slade's origin was shrouded in a mystery. The Judas contract crashed through those walls in spectacular fashion, bringing not only his ex-wife, Adeline Kane, but his second son, Joey Wilson, into the picture. Of course, of the story, of over the course of the story, more and more the mystery of Slade's past was dragged into light in a cascading string of betrayals that would, strangely enough, eventually result in Joey himself adopting a codename, Jericho, in costume all his own. But whether or not his new lot in life would find him on the path of heroics or villainy is another matter entirely. Either way, we can say one thing for certain. His future relationship with the Titans would give his own father's a run for its money on the complexity scale. Adeline, too, would continue on to be a driving force in the development of Slade as a person, for better or for worse, both in and out of costume. In fact, she's one of the biggest factors to spark the Terminator's eventual turn from persistent cameo villain to infamous, wildly popular solo anti-hero, who, by the way, is currently holding his own in an ongoing series, Rebirth's Deathstroke Volume Number One, The Professional, in stores six, seven years ago, and actually greatly rewards readers familiar with Slade Wilson's family and backstory. I read that; it's actually a phenomenal story. Now that you're armed with some info about its history and impact, be sure to pick up the Judas Contract animated movie and keep an eye out on the next step of the story's comic book legacy in the Lazarus Contract. Unspooling the pages of Teen Titans, Titans, and Deathstroke. May of 2017. What do y'all think? Y'all got a quick glimpse of what the Judas contract is, but like, Gracie was you know taking a break. Like, and you're like, eh, I need to step back a little bit. I don't want to be Batman's boy anymore. I want to be my own man. Uh uh. And then we got Nightwing, and I love, I love Nightwing. That's my boy. One of my favorite DC characters besides the Flash. Nightwing's a shit, bro. Excuse me. Those 
I can never say I'm right. As cream of sticks, as cream of sticks he uses. Dude, those shits are fucking dope. Bah, 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 da, 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 da. I love when people use them shits in movies, stuff in movies and stuff like that. But again, tell me what y'all think, what y'all liked. Y'all can hit me up. I'm dropping the link to my link tree in the description below. Uh, the description of this this episode. So check out my link tree. We got the link to my YouTube. We got the link to my Twitch. We got the link to my um. You got all the links to every podcast streaming platform out there. So that way you don't have to be forced to listen to us on Spotify or Anchor or um, Good Pods or what's the other one? Oh my God. Or Apple Podcasts, which most people have Apple phones. So, but uh, you know what I'm saying? And I also dropped my, uh, my link to W Energy discount code. Click on that. You get 10% off. I'm saying it's actually I'm not gonna lie like I love energy drinks like and this is a powdered energy drink so you get to decide how much you put in there it's not like you know you buy at the store it's already there you just pop it open and drink this one you know you choose how much you want in there and all their flavors are fucking phenomenal there was one called uh, I think it was called Sludge Aid Sludge something like just the name at first turned me off but when I tried it I was like yo what is this flavor? Like, you can't depict the flavor. Like, it's something that you've tasted before, but you can't figure out from where. And if you love sweet drinks, these drinks are so sweet. They're perfect. And you also, if you prefer non-carbonated drinks, W Energy is the way to go. I'm telling you. It's good. It's delicious. Hit that link if you all want to just try it out. Drop that, uh, that code. 10% off. Hey, 10% is 10%. You know I'm saying they also have a starter pack. It's like I believe $14.95. You get a shaker cup, like three mini packs, so you can try at home before you actually like want to buy a whole like tub. A tub's not even that big. I, like I want to. I'm trying to like give a good math or like visualization of what how big the tub is. It's it's a it's a tub small enough that can fit in your hand. But it's like barely any weight to it. That made that made no sense. <laughs> like I'm trying. I know there's something in my head. I'll think about it after I I sign out of this. Watch. I know I'm gonna. I'm sorry about the background noise. I'm doing laundry in the basement. Sorry about that. Um. But yeah. Follow those links on the bottom. Tell me what you think. I will. If you again, I probably should put my. I'll probably add my email later on to the link tree, and my Facebook to the link tree. But yo, check me out. Come back. DC Comics 101. I know I'm a day late, but you know what? We got to put them out. We got to put them out no matter how late we are. We to make sure we are on time. I know I'm not done a regular news-based episode. I'm going to try to... Because usually I try to put that on... I'm trying to do DC Comics thing 101 like on Mondays. I try to do like a news situation on Wednesday. And then the whole um, Comic Saturday joint on like Saturday, Friday, Saturday. That way, there's the space in between if y'all want to like listen to different things throughout the week. I know I'm not the only podcast, but I hope I, I'm one of those podcasts you enjoy listening to. You know what I'm saying? But always one forever, one love. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace.